0: So let's look to the Lord. Father, we sure love you. We want you to know that we love you. We're not just here because we got nowhere else to go. We came for a purpose this morning. We want to hear from you. There's none of us smart enough to figure all things out. But we know that you hold the answers. And so we just acknowledge you. We thank you. I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. I thank you for the purpose that is in their life. I thank you, Father, that in spite of what we are going through, it is still your kingdom that will come. I thank you for working through us to make a difference on this earth, to fulfill your will on this earth. Do you believe that? Yeah. Amen. We'll give the Lord a great big shout. Yeah. Good enough. Go right into the word Matthew 6. I love this scripture. We learn it as a child. Uh, I think most of us, if we had to, we could quote it. But one of the significance here, I want you to hear this. It says, Your kingdom come. That's a powerful statement. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. One of the first principles that you learn as you get saved is that people are still crazy. Amen. Right? That just because someone says they're saved doesn't necessarily make them sane. Now, like many of you, when I got saved, I needed to be saved, right? And I was a little bit crazy, right? So, you know, smoking dope and doing stuff, you hang around people who are like-minded. When you smoke dope, you hang around people who smoke dope, right? Crazy baguette. Crazy. You don't smoke dope and hang around church people. Well, I take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So it's naturally to assume that when you go to church that the person who's saved And loves Jesus is going to be at a different level, right? And then you get involved in the church and you realize that even the preachers are messed up. And now you start recognizing that you better put your faith and your trust in Jesus, right? Right? Too many people get mad at the church not realizing that the church is not infallible to begin with. Because it's made up. Look at your neighbor. Right? It's made up of people. And anywhere you got people, you got problems. Right? So I recognize real early in life that in order to accomplish anything for the kingdom, you have to do it with some wisdom. true. So I learned how to receive from people who really weren't all that spiritual, but they had money. And I accomplished a whole lot with unspiritual people, right? Even though they went to church, I was able to accomplish some things because ultimately I was trying to do something for the kingdom. And while I couldn't get all these people to go with me in some of these places, they would give me the money to go. And so I went. Why? Because God will strategically put you somewhere to fulfill his purpose. Even if he has to, 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 to have Pharaoh to bless you, he will have Pharaoh to bless you to accomplish his will. Like, like, you, you kind of, I would rather work with sinners than saints. You know, you're not listening to me. You're not. Because Christian people get on my nerves. Right? And like, I know you, I know you, if you walk up to me and you say, how you doing, my brother? It's glory in the Lord. Hallelujah. How's your, to Jesus? I'm like, I'm going to get away from you. <laughs> right? Ask me who won the fight. Ask me who won the football game, man. Do something normal, but, but nobody in their right mind walks around talking like that. That's not trying to hide something in their life. Cause you ain't that spiritual. Come on, talk to me. You know, I'm not right. You know that. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, and, I, and, I, and I'm not claiming to be, uh, but, but I am trying to be more like Jesus, right? And Jesus had a way of being around people that brought them in. We first of all have to understand that in our lives, that everything that's going on in our life, especially after we get saved, is to put you strategically somewhere around people that help you to fulfill what God has called you to do. Because nobody fulfills God's purpose By themselves, right? And so there'll be lots of people that come and go in your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. Some of them, you hate to see them leave. Some of them, you're trying to kick them in the rear end to get them to go. (laughs) Say amen. amen. They all have purpose. Well, when you first of all start becoming more enlightened, you become more enlightened over that it's the kingdom of God that matters most and that it's his will for all of us to participate and to find the purpose that because I, I'm, I'm a person, I never get upset. Well, I won't say I won't get upset. Sometimes I get confused when people come and when people go. Right? Right? And I believe that he sets the members in the church as it pleases him because of that, what I call that band of brotherhood. Loyalty is something that has been lost within the concepts of church. Talk to me. That's very, I mean, if you can find a man that will keep his word, you have found something in this life. Come on, talk to me. That's why I don't get excited when men quote me scripture. I get excited when I see them live it. Come on, talk to me, all right? Uh, some of the most spiritual men that I know don't walk around quoting scripture. They just are good, good men. So what do you talk about? A church is a reflection of its people, right? You are a reflection of the people that you surround yourself with. And they are a reflection of who you are to them. Right Now, I believe that good men have the ability to bring others up. Right? But when you do nothing, evil prevails, but I want you to understand that God might have you smack dab in the middle of where He wants you to be, and in spite of evil, righteousness can still prevail. They put Paul on a boat with a bunch of prisoners. The boat was sinking. The, 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 the boat was tore all piece pieces. The storm had, had tore the boat up and it was Paul that was able to stand up and say, be of good cheer. The angel of the Lord has stood beside me this night and he said that not anybody. Not, not, can, can you imagine? You got the most, look, these prisoners were, were so evil that the guards decided to kill them. Instead of taking a chance that they might escape the storm, they were going to kill them. Let me tell you something. When, there's, when, the hor- when the hurricane is happening and they're still planning on killing you, you're bound to be. That's something. I mean, you're bound to be. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> Let's kill these dudes before they escape. Paul said, don't worry about it. He said, because the angel of the Lord, not only did he come to save me, he come to save everybody that's on this boat. I want you to understand, God might have you on a boat with a bunch of sinners. So stop complaining about it. Because it could be you are the lifeline to salvation in their life. And let me tell you something, it's time that Christians stop forgetting about our ultimate goal because he told us to go into all the world and to preach this gospel to every creature. Now, I want to tell you something, there's some creatures out there that still need to be preached to. Come on, talk to me. And don't you ever get your little fancy pants believing that you, you pay me to do your job. You don't pay me enough money to do your job. Are you listening to me? (laughs) No, 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 no. No, it's, 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 it's each and every one of our responsibility to fulfill the purpose that God has called us to. Nobody is exempt from that. Not me, not you. And listen, if God will save every sinner that was on that boat with Paul, that's a huge statement about how God wanted Paul to be represented, right? It's one thing if he just came down and lifted Paul out of it and said, too bad for the rest of you sinners. That's why, why why did the church become an exclusive club? Church is not doing its job unless we got some rank sinners, right? We're doing pretty good around this place. (laughs) Right? We're doing all right. Uh, A church should be an open door, It, it should be a place. Where there's an atmosphere that if you can come inside this boat, no matter what storm you are going through, that God Almighty will supernaturally save you just simply because of the person that you're sitting beside. That's the kind of power that you possess and I possess. Then God says, "Hey, just represent me well, and don't worry about trying to clean everybody up. Because if God, if He'll create a miraculous where people are saved, they have look at nine one one. Everybody was talking about God. Even got Oprah up on TV. You know, bunch of folks up on TV. Everybody talking about the Lord. How soon we forget? How soon? How soon we we?" we we forget we are the reminder so when you walk into the process of wherever you are there's an anointing that is on your life that is meant to save every person that you come in contact with and it doesn't matter how 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 messed up they are because we serve a god that knows how to deal with messed up people right it's a true thing. We just have to have a, a, a mindset a, a, about putting the kingdom of God first in our life. Now let's look at this. I, I love this scripture. It, it's a beautiful one. It says that. Uh, let's go to where the gifts of God are without repentance. Romans eleven twenty nine. Everybody say the calling of God on my life. When when I first. Heard this scripture. Uh, I heard multitudes of people preach it different ways. Cause you, i had heard people say, you know, you could lose your gifts and all of these things, especially if you know you won't live and right and all that. And then when I read this, it says, "For God's gifts and His call are irrevocable." One scripture says they're without repentance. when I finally begin to understand that God doesn't change his mind on the calling that he places on your life, no matter what you do with that calling that once you were called, you were called. Look, he, he called Jonah and Jonah didn't want to go. I have this tendency to believe that there might be a few people that have found themselves in the belly of a whale. All right? And it doesn't seem like anything good is happening. Well, when you tell God no, I don't want to do that. I got other plans for my life. Listen, salvation, when you come to the Lord... You belong to him. You no longer belong to yourself. For you are bought with a price. Right? You are not your own. Right? We don't have the right to say no. We can say no. But we can also wind up. Do you know God strategically can put you in a position in life where you might think about you'll know Again. I imagine Jonah as he's being swallowed up by whatever the big fish is. All I know is I'd like to catch that fish one time. <laughs> That'd be, wouldn't that be something? I like, uh, I'd like to have a fishing bowl out there like that. But he got, he got swallowed by a big fish. I went fishing the other day and the only thing we caught was Rain. I imagine if you're sitting in the belly of this old big old fish and you start thinking about, hmm, I wonder if I want to make my home in this fish or go ahead and do what God has asked me to do. For some of you, you might have to get swallowed up inside the big old fish for you get it through your big old head that you can't say no to a big old God. Right? And get with the program. Because to believe that God is just gonna just pass it by and say, Well, you're excused. Let me tell you something. There's no excuse. His gifts, his call are irrevocable. And listen. Don't feel like you're in the boat by yourself. I know you find this hard to believe, but there's some Sundays I don't want to get up and come see your faces. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) Do you honestly think I get up on every Sunday morning and go, I get to go see all my people, my peeps. Uh, it's like some mornings I got to get up and say, really? Oh, my Lord. That's because I'm still crucifying this flesh. Right? I'm still crucifying it. And it's not that I don't love you because I do love you. You know I love you, right? Right? But, but, but sometimes you can be tired. Your, your mind can be all messed up, you know? You can have stuff going on in your own life, you know? I know your kids don't get crazy, but mine do. No, you never have any family troubles or peoples and stuff, but but, but I do. I'm I'm in it all by myself, right? So every once in a while, I don't feel like, you know, just being spiritual. Too quiet in this place. I'm waiting for somebody to just stand up and start singing praise music, you know? (laughs) You don't always wake up. Won't sing no praise music, right? Some, sometimes there's this battle going, this rage going on inside of you that 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 makes you self-absorbent. But 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 thanks be to the Lord that the Spirit of the Lord can can just rise up inside of you. And there's this moment where you realize it still is not about me. It's, it, it can't be. Can't just be about me if it's just about me people are in trouble right do you know that when you say no you're not only saying no to God you're saying no to everybody that God has placed in your life when you say no you're putting other people's lives on the line because God will strategically put you there for a reason When you say yes to the Lord, you open up the opportunities for multitudes of people to be blessed by your yes. For their lives to be completely affected by the yes that you give to the Lord. It works that way. And listen, we all have difficulties that we have to face That we go through, but our difficulties that we face and we go through have nothing to do with the call of God that is on your life. It's just called life, and sometimes the enemy will put stuff in your life just to see if he can steal that call from you. Ain't that the truth? I got a yes, he will up in here. All right. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 16 says, For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast. I love that. Since I am compelled to preach, because woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. I thought about that sometimes as I hear people, and ain't it a shame, you hear a hundred churches closing every month. Multitudes of preachers that I know have having to take sabbaticals and that as human as I can be and just the element of church when it comes to people that I have realized that no matter how much I give my life for some people no matter how much I am willing to die I put my life on the line for a multitude of people just to have them walk away from me, not even blink. I've risked my life for a multitude of people just to have them walk away. And you look up toward the heavens sometimes and you ask, what more could I I have done? And I heard the Lord say to me, you act as though that they left you instead of me separating them from you because they weren't worthy of what you had. It's a hard thing to find loyalty. Find the person that has your back and will always be there. People system. Let me tell you something. The system will always look out for itself. I admire, and I've got this great love for Jesus because he was so radical. Man, to step in front of that angry mob when they're about ready to throw rocks, and he puts his life on the line for that woman. When you see Jesus, you see him constantly putting his life on the line for people. And then you see how they walk away from him. And then I look up and I apologize and I say, I'm sorry, sir. Oh, I was feeling sorry for myself for a few moments. What's next? Where we're going next? What we're going to do next? What can I do next? Right? Some of you, you, you keep living in the past when I want to tell you your future is bright. Right? You keep wondering about what's been lost behind when you gotta forget those things which are behind you. You gotta press toward that mark. You gotta move forward because there's good things in God. Let me tell you, at the right moment, at the right time, God will always put the right person in your life. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Woe is me if I don't preach this gospel. You know, I got nothing to boast about. I got I got I got look, whatever wisdom that God has given me that key to that is given me. Right? I can't I can't glory or boast in the things I see or the things I know. There's no boasting. One of the greatest difficulties that we have as the whole Christian body is all this worship that's been given to men. Right? We have prostituted this gospel. We're taking advantage of people. Money has become a multitude of people's gods. Lovers of money more than lovers of God. And listen, money is not evil. It's the love of money that's evil. Come on, say amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I would love to have more money. <laughs> money is money, not evil, right? Like with, with the right amount of money, We could change this city or in this city that was worth having. Are you listening to me? That's the good news. And let me tell you something. Uh, There's enough money in this church to actually do that. The difficulty is it's still in your pockets. (laughs) Listen, folks, I don't need a Mercedes Benz. I certainly don't mind flying coach. What I do mind is in my own city, there is nowhere for a person to go to get the help that they need. And don't get around me bad mouthing drug addicts because you'll see a side to me. Because unless you've been there, shut your mouth. Don't talk about what you would do. Sometimes the hardest things that I have to do is to be so brutally honest with that drug addict, because I can't cut him any slack because I know what that means. If there's ever a man born that knows how to help, I do. I'm just broke remission. I ain't got no money. I tried to get a bunch of preachers to get together and to do that. <laughs> they didn't care. They just wanted their fifteen minutes of fame to talk about something. You can't change anything just talking. It takes doing. Not talking. I love me some Toby Keith. A little less talking and a lot more action. Might not be in the same concept, but I'll use it. (laughs) Why not? Huh? If the church has a big enough vision, we can change lives. You hear me? If we have a big enough vision. That's why I look for the the band of brothers, the band of sisters. I don't look for church people. I I look for my bones. That which I'm connected to. Because if I'm connected to it then it's part of a body. And as the church gets stronger, we realize that God connects these pieces together because he is building the body, right? The body should be strong. It should be healthy. But the pinky shouldn't be ignored. Cut your pinky off and see what happens. Cut your big toe off. You might not think a whole lot of that big toe. But cut that big toe off and try to run. Right? It's better to have a big toe, right? That's how the body works. It all flows together. The gifts. The callings of God are without repentance. I'm trying to pull you today about that gift that's inside of you so that you don't wind up in the big old belly of the fish because I think God is strategically speaking to the body about getting busy about kingdom stuff because the world, if you don't realize it, has gone absolutely crazy. It's gone absolutely insane. Really? I mean, we got a president that's tweeting all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Really? Military and, boy, it's just crazy. Somewhere along the line, I want somebody to start lifting up the name of Jesus. You know what I mean? We wonder why our young people are so violent. Have you seen the video games? Six year olds just for hours just killing folks. Look I know we play cowboys and Indians but the the last night checked, we didn't go into the mall with bow and arrows and start trying to shoot everybody. <laughs> right? The music is absolutely insane. You know what's even more insane? It's all the people who buy that music. Amen. Amen. And I love music, right? I can't dance with the lip, but I enjoy trying. (laughs) My wife says every time I dance, I get a stupid look on my face. (laughs) I don't know what she's talking about. (laughs) She says, you got that stupid look on your face. So I just turn around and I go, you can't see me now. Listen, if we don't do something and do something drastic to where the world truly understands. Now, look, you, the sinner on the boat, the boat's going down. The goofy nerd over there that says God is speaking to him. You wind up safe. And all of a sudden, that old goofy dude that was talking about God told me that not one single soul on this boat would be lost as long as you stay on the boat and you don't jump out this ship on your own. I have watched many a casualty of people because they didn't hold the line, because when you're in a war, one of the things that matters is how you hold the line I think mean, who who gladiator i i, I love gladiator right it's a good movie, you know? I like Braveheart, you know hold you know? remember? Hold. So all the horse is coming. And then right at last moment. Gladiator. If we stick together, we survive. Together we survive. I like that. That's like I have a certain set of skills. I like that. It's like... Maybe I want to put my on go choke somebody, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I wonder just how much the church could accomplish if we held the line instead of worried more about needing $56 million to fly all over the world private jet, you know, could give probably 10, 20% of their income and change this world. Why don't they? Do you know that a lot of these guys are worth, Kim Coupland's worth almost a billion dollars. Go round down the line. I ask myself, who needs needs a billion dollars? We we got so much. The, the world the, they don't trust us, and I don't blame them. If I was a sinner and you asked for my money, I would give you nothing, right? Just simply because of how. But look, look at the wealth that we have as the body of Christ. But yet we don't use our wealth to change the world. There should never have to be one young lady. That ever has to have an abortion. That's right. That's right. Are you listening to me? I draw the line when the church wants to walk around with signs. When they ask me, I think I've told you before, I, I haven't changed. I had that group that wanted to come. They, where I was at, they, they wanted to march from there. And I asked, Well, what are you marching for? It's abortion, you know. Got signs all over, abortion is murder, God loves the babies, boom, boom. And I'm like, well, what else are you going to do? They were like, what do you mean? We want to march, make people aware? I'm like, people are already aware. Everybody's aware. And I simply asked that question, what will you do with the young girl that needs help? She says, what do you mean? I'm like, how will you help her? She says, what do you mean? I'm like, it's a simple question. Don't make it difficult. What will you do? She said, what do you mean? I'm like, Lord have mercy. Will you help her? Will you give her a place to stay? Will you help support her? She says, well, we're not set up for that. I'm like, well, why are you marching around with signs? She's 15 years old and got nowhere to go and got nobody to help her and your answer is to shove a sign in her face. Who uh, <laughs> 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 Why I didn't I did it? <laughs> uh, right. That was close. That was close. Oh me. Woo Boy, that would make that would that people would love that on the radio. Put yourself in that girl's shoe. Hear me preach. Condemning messages to people. Especially when the church is too stingy to reach out and help and if I had the power to tell somebody to go fishing and to pull up some gold coins I would (laughs) right it's there I've been waiting seeing what the Lord would do who he will put, who he will gather, and to see what we can do to change some lives. I talked to my friend, uh, how'd y'all like to send a good offering to the Bahamas? Wouldn't that be nice to do that? We got one of our brothers here I, I love dearly. Got a lot of family there in the Bahamas. Say it for me, my brother from another mother. Say it. Uh, I want them to know that, uh, look at all the devastation there. You know, it it doesn't matter how much that you sin. It just matters that you send it. What if you can't help everybody? What about the two, three, four that you can't help? That's what. Makes a difference. Just uh, another week or so we're gonna be out there at the fair. And I mean from Tuesday to Sunday, uh we'll come to church, then we'll leave real quick. And we're out there and we'll be working just to raise money so that we can give that money away. And that's like wow. This is so good. Yep. And so Brent's here, and uh, Pastor Drew, for, for those of you, especially for all of you that have uh, helped us in times past, make sure that you, you see Pastor Drew or Brent because we have paperwork. We're trying to get it already signed. you got to sign paperwork to be on the truck, right? Uh, I reckon if you sign the paperwork or something like that, they'll hold you liable if you get somebody sick. I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh, I I'm so excited to to actually do something that you you bring people together and then you you set things in motion to accomplish something for the kingdom of God and you've done so much already uh, changing multitudes and multitudes of lives. One of my prayers is is that I'm I'm so thankful for you because you're just absolutely just beautiful people and i love you so much i do uh i can't even tell you the peace that i have in my heart just simply because of you you're you're really really good folks uh i hear preachers all the time complaining about all the mean people in their church and i i just i can i can't identify they'll ask me And I'm like, I'm sorry. And they'll say, what are you apologizing for? I said, I sent them over there to you. (laughs) What? I'm like, I figured they were a better fit for you. (laughs) Well, who did you keep? I, I kept the gnarly ones. All right. Uh people who still realize that, you know, if it weren't for Jesus, that they wouldn't be where they're at in the first place. Can you say amen? A church is ultimately just its people. Say this with me. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast. There's no power in us. There's when people Whatever good that happens, that glory belongs to the Lord. Come on, yes. say amen. amen. <clears throat> say whatever the church accomplishes, whatever good things that happen, look up toward the heavens because he's the only one good. Yes. Come on. Yes. Amen. amen. All right. Please don't look at me because I'm not good. All right. I'm trying to be good. Now this side, but to speak up louder than that, right? Amen. 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 Right. Amen. Okay. All right. Y'all, y'all, repent it over on this side. <laughs> Do you, love the Lord, is. On me, say on me, on me, on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. That's a good saying. Good news, everybody say good news. Do you know that the scripture says, thy kingdom come. I follow which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Paul declared that I must must preach this gospel. The scripture says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news. One translation says to preach the good news because the gospel means good news. There's an element and a diagram of what preaching consists of. Number one, he's caused us to preach good news to the poor. It doesn't necessarily mean people without money. This is more in reference to those who have had their spirits broken, people in life that don't have any vision anymore because of how life has treated them. One of the things that the gospel does is it breathes life back into people who thought that they could never, ever truly be happy again. That's good news to the poor people. When you're broken and you're all alone, You feel like no one cares. After I went through my divorce and I found myself all alone inside of my apartment and I stared at the four walls and it seemed empty. No phone calls, nobody to check on you, to feel as though You matter to anyone. I felt like uh, I was used up. I had one preacher look at me and say, well, you can't preach anymore. (laughs) That's such great encouragement. (laughs) (laughs) The truth of the matter is, is I was as innocent that day as I am to this day. I wasn't guilty of anything. Besides just being human. But You have to race this off the tape, Pastor Drew, but she was the one crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But instead of trying to lift me up, trying to help me, and I told myself that if I'm ever in Position that taught me a lesson that struggle where you can actually feel as though everything in life that you wanted has passed you by he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach this good news to those that it has seemed like the enemy has stolen everything from them we serve a God that knows how to bring back life come on talk to me I grabbed a hold of that lifeline and I promise you everything that I am today is simply because of that anointing where I realized that I didn't have to be poor anymore This is how we win people. This is how we make sure that folks know. And I want to tell you, God wants to put people in your life that won't let you go. That understand how you feel at those moments. If I could reproduce that in you, we can change a lot of lives. If I could get you to see it, for it to be part of you, for you to take it personal, then it won't be just me on the phone. It won't just be me running. It will also be some of you. Too many times people are so self-absorbed in their own life that they're sitting around waiting for a phone call. (laughs) Look, pick the phone up and call somebody crazier than you. (laughs) Somebody say, "Well, I won't ever call a single solitary soul." (laughs) dial it down just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that was funny. I saw the look in his face—crazier than me. Who who can I call? (laughs) Right? There's a an art to this gospel you preach the good news to the poor that you proclaim freedom to the prisoners wow see it's one thing for you to call me a crackhead it's another thing for you to put me in a position where I can be delivered from that crack come on talk to me talk to me talk to me Whether you realize it or not, there's an opiate epidemic. There's a heroin epidemic. And while we are trying to lock up all the drug dealers and we're trying to go through all of these things, what about the folks that are affected by these drugs? Do you really honestly think the answer for them is to put them in prison? to talk to me. You honestly think the answer is to lock up people and put them in prison. That's how you're going to help a heroin addict. That's not the answer. i tell you what is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Yes, he is. And hopefully... There can be a vision that's birthed out of here to where we can make a difference in our own city. Maybe I can't reach the world yet, but can I start in my own city? Huh? Come on, talk to me. Can we start in our own city? It's much needed. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at asking for money. I grew up in the projects. There. I'm on my own. I'm paying. I would rather go hungry than have somebody give me something that I felt like they didn't want to give me. That's right. That's right. That's right. When I gave money away, I never made anybody feel like they were poor. I gave it with the greatest intentions. I never wanted them to feel less than who they are. Because just because you're poor doesn't make you a bad person. You listening? And so when I had the privilege of giving all this money away, I did it and I showed people respect. And I didn't tolerate anybody around me that did otherwise. I had at it with a few people. Because. Whether you realize it or not, whatever you have, you've been blessed to have. And the Lord giveth and the Lord can take away, right? You stay, you stay humble, right? But uh, probably in just a little while or a little bit, I do have some men here that I'm going to bring before you and they're going to talk about some Christian principles and Uh, principles about giving and things of that nature.